1958, Road Signs in the Land of Nod. Preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Sunday, September 9th, 1973. The text is Genesis, the fourth chapter, the eighth through the sixteenth verses. of the fourth chapter of Genesis. Cain said to Abel his brother, Let us go out into the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me this day away from the ground, and from thy fights I shall be hidden. And I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will slay me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so, not so. If anyone slays Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who came upon him should kill him. Then Cain went from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Take any map, ancient or recent, search, but you will never find the place called the Land of Nod. Because you see, the Land of Nod is not a specific geographic place where somebody, anybody, can go to visit at any time. But rather, the land of Nod is rather a predicament, a situation, a state of being which comes anytime into anybody's life, anywhere. It's not easy to identify the land of Nod. Some people this very moment are heading straight forth. Some have been living in it for a long time. Some will die never knowing that they have been living and dwelling in the land of Nod. It's terribly hard to identify. 
Personally, I believe without the aid of God's holy word, which was written for our edification, one cannot possibly identify the land of Nod. But thanks God for this word, which is to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, we can identify signs along the road which lead to and through the land of Nod. And he who has eyes to see and ears to hear can interpret those signs as being signs of warning that he is either approaching or he's already into the midst of the land of Nod. Through physical people, both famous and infamous, the Word of God reveals such signs unto us. And I have chosen today to illustrate from the life of Cain. You remember him. Well, Cain was heading for the land of Nod, just as can you. When he became a man, it worked, but he didn't produce. You see, that's a real sign of people who are either heading for or are dwelling now in the land of God. They work, but they just can't seem to produce good fruit. Today is a day when many of the behavioral scientists are having a field day in making the old work ethic a whipping boy. They say that the reason some of us, you and me, we have hang up is simply because we were taught too severely and too rigidly the idea that man is made to live to work and to work to live. And we can't let it go and do our own thing because we're hung up on that ethic. Maybe we're right. I'm sure these scholarly individuals they are accurate in many of their accusations, but sometimes in trying to correct the wrong, I think we overcompensate. And sometimes we throw out the baby when we only wanted to get rid of the bathwater. And I think that's happening today. And no longer do people take pride in their work. We work, but it's just a job. When people lose a sense of pride in what they produce, run away to the land of God. When people, you and me, become more interested in our pay than we do in our performance, we're on our way. When we concern ourselves more with work contracts than with work content, we're on the way. When we're more interested in guaranteed wages instead of raises by merit, we're on the way. When we talk only about the laborer's right and forget our responsibility to the employer,
were on the way. I'm sure some of you think I'm a little hard this morning. Maybe I am, but when was the last time you spent a lot of money and wasted a lot of good, valuable, precious time waiting for something to be fixed that wasn't made properly in the first place anyway? Or you waited for somebody to come to do an ineffective, inefficient job which was not complete. You see, Cain was one of these individuals who did not live in our day, and he did not have our advantages, but he learned the truth that some of us better learn. If you don't produce, you don't have anything. Cain was a farmer, and a farmer, you know, is someone who is self-employed. And it doesn't matter how hard you work. You can put as much grain into the ground you want. You can work as many hours as you like. But the important thing is whether or not the crops produce. And if the crops don't produce, you don't live. He has no guarantee. He has no right except the right to work. And when the land no longer brought forth its strength, Cain was headed for the land of Nod. The parable of the talents, it can teach us many things, but I think the point, main point is simply this, that no matter how many talents God has given to you, he expects you with his help to take those talents and to make products that are good. If you have an ability to work with your hands, he expects you to bring forth work, hand work that is good. If he has given you talent in the mind, he expects you to bring, thought, bring forth thoughts that are good. If he has given you the ability to, to lead companies, whether they are small or whether they are big, they expect your, he expects your business to produce good products. If God has given you the privilege of raising children, he expects you to raise good children. But when we lose pride in our work, when all we do is go through the motion and really don't care what we produce. When we don't do every job, no matter how menial or small, to the glory of God, we're headed for or already in the land of not. That's one sign. Another one is this. When a person will not accept himself for what he is, and rather is willing to try anything to become the person he hopes he can be, which he can never be, then he's either headed for or already in the land of God. You see, Cain couldn't accept himself. He wanted to become somebody he could never become. And consequently, the fourth chapter of Genesis calls Cain, a fugitive and a wanderer. You know what a fugitive is? That's someone who tries to flee from justice, from truth, from responsibility, from other people. And that's exactly what Cain did. He wanted to flee from himself. A person from whom no person can flee, either in this life or in the next. God tried to give him the facts. 
Man said, just like your father, Adam, and your mother, Eve, came you, and like every person who ever has lived or ever will live. You have an evil heart. You have the power to do evil. And sin will always be crouching at the door like a snake or a dog to try and jump out because he desires you. But you must master sin. Cain tried to flee from that truth. And he fled from it, became a fugitive to it by going out and feeding the evil that was in his own heart and with envy he killed his own brother. When the Lord came to him with the truth and said, where is your brother? Cain tried to evade and flee from the truth by telling lies and saying, I don't know. When the Lord tried to tell this man as he tries to tell each one of us that we have a responsibility to one another. Cain tried to flee from that responsibility by asking God a question in turn. Am I my brother's keeper? He already knew the answer to that question. Remember, Abel was his younger brother. Cain was the one who had taught Abel how to eat food, who had taught Abel how to dress himself, who had taught Abel how to fight, probably even taught Abel how to farm or how to raise the sheep or the goats. He knew very well that he was his brother's keeper, but he tried to avoid that. He refused, you see to accept the truth about himself. And when anybody does that, he has no choice. But because he's a fugitive, he automatically becomes a wanderer, looking here and there, trying this and that, to find the person that he really wants to become, but which he never can become, because it's not him. King's dead, but people are still alive in the land of Nod, and I don't know where it's going to quit, and sometimes I get get my stomach and I see people who refuse to accept the truth about themselves who refuse to accept facts who refuse to accept responsibility and they turn to drink and drugs and playing all sorts of games to justify themselves and to try to become the individuals that they would like the world to think they are, but which they never can become. And I even get sicker in my stomach when I realize that Cain never got out of the land of Nod. Never did. And I'm afraid some in our generation will never get away either from the land of Nod. They'll live there so long that they'll die there because they can't accept themselves for what they are. Third sign, when a person finds himself getting angry and blaming God for everything that is happening to him, he's already in the land of Nod. 
You see, that, that, that's what Cain did. Listen to this in the 14th verse. Behold, thou hast driven me this day. Thou, God, it's all your fault. <laughs> you see, Cain couldn't even accept the fact that he was angry with God. Yeah, that, that, that's what got him into the whole problem. You see, he, he wasn't angry with his brother. No, he loved his younger brother. But he was angry with God because God accepted the sacrifice of Abel and he didn't accept Cain's sacrifice. So because he was angry with God, Cain in frustration went out and killed his brother. That's a principle of life. When somebody is angry and wants to blame God, it's only a short period of time till he starts trying to kill either literally or figuratively his brothers. When you blame God, the church, which is the body of the Son, Jesus Christ, look out. Look out. You're heading for all, are already in the land of Noah. Oh, to go on, go on, the time is short. Cain shows us the road signs that lead into the lands of Nod, but there's only one road sign out, and that's the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the only way, ladies and gentlemen, you can wake up and keep from entering, or if you're already there, find your way out of the land of Nod. By listening not to Cain, to Christ. The Christ who says, worry about your work and what you produce, for a laborer is worthy of his hire. The Christ who said, unless you be born again, this time of the Spirit and of the blood, you'll not even see, let alone enter, the kingdom of God. The Christ who says unto those who are trying to blame everything on God, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The God who said, I'm not angry with you. I have come into the world not to destroy the world, but the world through me might be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are heading for or are in the land of not today. Look for the road of Christ. Amen. Father, you've given us so much in life. Forgive us when we trade it for pebbles. Father, you, you've tried to help us so much. Forgive us when we blind our eyes and deafen our ears. Father, help us to see the handwriting on the wall and to wake up in the land of Nod. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>